1 Samuel 12, verses 1 to 18. And Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice in all that you have said to me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray. And behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. And they said, You have not defrauded us, or oppressed us, or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, The Lord is witnessed against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. And Samuel said to the people, The Lord is witness, who appointed Moses and Aaron, and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt, and the Egyptians oppressed them, then your fathers cried out to the Lord, and the, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, that we may serve you. And the Lord sent Jerubal and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. And now, behold, the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now therefore, stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest? Sorry. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord that he may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, we are continuing through First uh, Samuel. This is mm-hmm. Jeremy Brooks, and you're with Will Carlisle. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this is a um, this is somewhat maybe one of the most famous kind of parts of First Samuel. The thing that people maybe remember of the story is that 
they wanted a king. Israel yeah. wanted a king. So God gave them a king. Yeah. Um, and you know, some things happen after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that just the end of this is, is so powerful. It's so interesting. Um, and I'd love to, to hear some of your thoughts, but one of the, I think maybe the most important questions to ask is why is it so wicked that they wanted a king over them? Yeah. Um, why is God so against this? It seems like he does give them a little bit of like, you know, if he listens to me and if you fear me and serve me, mm-hmm. it will go well with you. But it seems like he's expecting it won't go well with you. <laughs> yeah. There's this interesting question. You know, this this whole story so far has been very cinematic. And Dee's and I, when we were kind of on the front end of the story, we were joking around about who would play different, you know, like George Clooney as Samuel and all these different... Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah. Come on. But all these different um, sort of takes on it, but it really does feel like just the progression of the story is really interesting. And this is a super significant part. So, you know, basically in the past couple of days, Saul has started to reign. And as we kind of talked about yesterday, it almost seems like Saul and, or that the people were in the right and that God and Samuel were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like this king was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And here, um, it, it's almost like, you know, visually, I can like see the, the sky darken and dark clouds roll in mm-hmm. where it's uh, it's kind of like a sobering passage where, you know, Samuel has the people testify that basically he never like he never did any wrong by them mm-hmm. and they were you know agreed and then as you say like there's this sort of foreboding word over you know kind of calling the people's guilt back onto them mm-hmm. and yeah so to your question what you know what's so wrong like god sets up kings like he set up sets mm-hmm. up david later it doesn't seem like god really hates the office of you know, like a monarch or whatever. So what's, what's going on? And, you know, I think the theme that cannot be lost on us is that the people have quit looking to God for Mm -hmm. salvation. They've quit looking to God for justice and they've started looking to a king, Mm -hmm. to a ruler of the earth Mm -hmm. for justice Mm -hmm. and for salvation and God as a means of like getting that person Mm-hmm. And I, like that, it's such a dangerous place to be. And it honestly really rings true of, I believe, a lot of the moment that we live in. And, and, and you know, not just the moment we live in, but really all of human history, mm-hmm. uh, Christians are constantly being tempted to begin looking to human figures as like their head, as as the representative as you know the source of like justice and establishment Mm -hmm. yeah i um i was reading uh psalm 127 uh somewhat recently and martin luther i had to read this like exposition of it and psalm 127 is the one where it's like unless the lord builds the house the laborers labor in vain and everything and the point that he was making in it was that it's not wrong uh to work it's mm-hmm. not wrong to build. 
Um, and the word house there probably has more to do with like your household, yeah. um, which makes up the cities and the, the world that we live in. Um, but the point that he was saying is being made through that Psalm is that you should never believe that you're the one who's really sustaining you. Mm. You should never, you should never put that in human hands. Yeah. Um, it's clear. It's very clear that the psalmist wants the people of Israel to know that like the Lord is the one who provides for you. Yeah. Um, you need to work. You need to be diligent. Laziness will not be rewarded, but yeah. it's the Lord who provides. And in the same way, it's like Kings are good. God's gives you King. God gives you Kings sometimes. But in this situation, like you said, they were like demanding something from God that he was not giving them. They wanted his gifts more than, than himself. They wanted, mm-hmm. they, they didn't want the giver. And you even see earlier in here that they were, they were serving idols. Yeah. Um, and so if any way there is to apply this, it's to consider the idols in our lives. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, the things that we're looking to, like you said, to provide salvation, just the things that we're kind of demanding that we yeah. need Yeah. when God has not given it to us. Absolutely. And we might try to make it happen mm-hmm. and give it to ourselves. And I mean, first of all, that's wicked. It's not trusting the Lord. Mm. And ultimately, I don't think it will go well for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's hard to do. Um, it's easy to try and like just take things into our own hands. Now, again, doesn't mean that we shouldn't like work and try to solve problems and figure out solutions. But we have to have a heart disposition of trust in God mm-hmm. as we do those things. Yeah. 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 And so we see here, you know, a lot of the times the Lord will not close a door on our face, but he'll actually, like as we wander and try to figure out our own way, a lot of times he'll actually let us see things to the end and kind of come to the end of ourself Mm -hmm. and of our scheming. And so he does not shut down this effort to have a king. He does not give them a bad king. Mm -hmm. They actually have a pretty awesome king coming out the gate. Um, And then there's this condition that if you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just moving forward, we have this interesting paradigm set up where Samuel and God have both, in a way, like condemned this, you know, movement or whatever you want to call it for a king, but also have like left the door open for good, like for good to come out of it. Like Mm -hmm. they've left it up to the people Mm -hmm. and we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) The story continues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been, this has been a great discussion. I've, I've been encouraged by this um, passage and um, I hope that you have as well today. Um, For Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.